0: This episode is the result of a great partnership between Impact Boom and Social Ventures with Social Ventures Director Annika Horn kindly providing the following interview.
1: Catherine Griffin in Philadelphia. Hi, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, Wonderful. Why don't we start off uh, with you telling me a little bit more about what it is that you do to support purpose-driven entrepreneurs and organizations.
2: Sure. So, um, today, what what we do is we work with social entrepreneurs directly to help them really get clear on the impact mechanics and operations of their business. Um, and I think it's important to share a little bit of history because, you know, the methodology that we designed, the approach that we take to doing this, is really. Um, hard-won over years of working directly with founders. Um, We managed uh, an accelerator called Good Company Ventures in Philly for uh, several years. It was founded in 2009. I joined in 2013, and we worked with hundreds of early-stage social entrepreneurs, initially sort of sector agnostic, but uh, mounted massive um, national and increasingly global sort of innovation consortiums over time. One was um, it won a Bloomberg Mayor's Challenge Award uh, and we won a million dollar prize from Bloomberg Philanthropies to bring early stage innovation and technology to bear on really tough public safety challenges in Philadelphia and we ran two cohorts of 10 entrepreneurs and many of them are now backed by Andreessen Horowitz and Kapoor and some of the really incredible VCs out there, uh, both in the impact space and and in mainstream, you know, venture tech. Um, And then after that, worked with the Obama administration around climate adaptation innovation um, and uh, arranged sort of 80-plus different industry partners and capital coaches to really sort of channel the the resources of the Climate Data Initiative, this initiative out of the Obama administration, channel these resources on really high leverage entrepreneurs. And so it was over the course of this time that we really saw the consequences of not having impact data. I mean, you know, entrepreneurs sort of have this sense of this belief sy- belief system, these convictions that their impact is good for the world. Of course, this is good. Everybody knows this is good. You know, we need to reduce recidivism, but, for example, but the degree to which we do that, um, any you know uh, confirmation of it happening any sort of, you know, comparison as to which approaches are more effective and why um, is missing. And so entrepreneurs, we found, were really kind of building and managing their companies blind to the impact consequences of it. And investors really had no way to understand where they could place their capital for greatest impact leverage and so we developed a methodology that meets early stage founders where they are meaning they have very little you know time and primary data and resources but massive potential and possibility and really need to engage investors and other stakeholders around that possibility and potential. And so what we do now is help founders um, apply this methodology to their own business. Um, and I'm happy to talk more about how we do that, but you know, once they have that data, then really incorporating it into their messaging, building their businesses to, optimize for revenue and impact or one or the other you know um, and engage with investors and increasingly i'm talking to investors now who also want to be collecting these analytics among their portfolio companies and uh, evaluating the data points that come in at a sort of higher aggregate level which is a whole other conversation and really fascinating Um, so I think the space is just really thirsty for this, for this guidance, um, and these data points. And so that's really the, the space that we're trying to fill.
1: This is so fascinating.
2: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: I think we all want data and at the same time, it is such an intimidating topic, like trying to compare, I think recidivism Is such a fantastic example of showcasing not just you know did people go back to jail or not but what is it costing the state if they do and what are we saving if they don't and i'm meaning not just in terms of cost and break like i don't want to oversimplify it oversimplify it and break it down to just money but impact can be such a beautifully complex topic that um, I'm just super fascinated by the work you're doing.
2: I'm so glad you said that um, because, you know, it, interpreting impact through a financial lens can be controversial, um, but it's absolutely a component of what we do. And I want to share with you, you know, how how we do what we do. But that, that financial piece, it allows... to have so many interesting new perspectives for example um you know the the cost of one inmate returning to prison within a year in san francisco is going to look very different from that same event happening in you know southeast asia or africa or italy right it's just going to look different and so that allows us to account for those geographic differences if we're talking about education or health consequences suddenly demographics become in play um and while, you know, we think absolutely and, and, and are sure to generate KPIs and impact outputs, right, the direct consequences, you know, how many inmates over a given period of time won't return to prison based off of what the research says about an innovation. We absolutely generate those analytics. But by then capturing the economic implications of that impact, we can differentiate between a company that... For example, serves two people on a very deep level, versus another company that serves a thousand people at a shallow level, versus a third company that serves a thousand people at a deep level, right? Um, and I think that's really, really important. I mean, we don't, we don't necessarily endorse anything or anyone or any innovation or business model or company, right? But we think that transparency is absolutely critical. And so putting all of these pieces clearly out on the table and allowing investors and entrepreneurs to have a conversation about them and the assumptions that go into them and the research that informed them, we think that is absolutely critical in order for the impact space to evolve. And the last thing I would say about the economic quantification piece is that it allows us to translate impact into economic terms which then allows us to evaluate it within the lens of the economy and i firmly believe that as long as impact is not evaluated that way it's going to be a nice to have not it's going to be relegated to sort of the sidelines of the economy because the truth is that impact absolutely has economic consequences we just don't their externalities right we don't consider them um, and so we generate in analytics that look at capital to impact leverage right revenue to impact leverage that allow investors to see their their stake their ownership stake in impact creation um, you know, that really, really integrate impact analytics into financial management practices, and I think that is
1: absolutely critical. You are helping to bridge the gaps to help us all speak the same language, or at least trying to understand, for an economist to understand what a social entrepreneur is creating, and sort of building those bridges, because we are talking about different languages, especially when it comes to the feel-good social impact versus hard financial versus microeconomic trends, like whatever that is. I think that's so powerful.
2: Oh my gosh, what an amazing point you just made. I just love that. Um, Yeah, because, you know, investors aren't policymakers and entrepreneurs, their their belief system, their passion, their aspiration for impact – It needs to be articulated effectively. Right. So we all come from these different perspectives with different skill sets and mandates and so much of the impact space, you know, for profit entrepreneurship, addressing social and environmental challenges. It spans Different sectors. Um, you know, philanthropy, venture uh, capital, uh, entrepreneurship policy, um, you know, international development and sort of NGO work. I mean it is, it just, there's so many different languages involved here and It is critical that we're all looking at the same information and agreeing to the sort of same basic terms. Um, and so yeah big picture that's that's absolutely what we're doing um, and really trying to make it easy and um, and malleable um, dynamic. We sort of one of the benefits that I hear entrepreneurs really raving about about our approach is that you know none of the none of the data points that we generate, are are written in stone, though we do sort of certify and verify impacts at a given time. More importantly, though, what we do is we, we generate a model. We build a model for a company so that they understand exactly what the inputs are um, to generating their analytics. And if they change their five-year sales projections or they collect more primary data that says, you're actually able to affect you know, 20% of inmates from returning to prison instead of the seven that you initially sort of projected. You can make changes on, you know, to each of these inputs within a stable formula. So it's, it's dynamic and it, we really feel it's important to meet entrepreneurs where, where they are knowing full well that especially at the early stage they're going to be wrong i mean no no you know nobody (laughs) nobody's going to hold a founder to their five-year financial projections right um and we think the same is true on the social side but again really sort of providing that framework and transparency so um, as we get smarter we can make changes and we can have a conversation about exactly what assumptions
1: and expectations and data points are are feeding into it so yeah That's fantastic, I think, especially because social entrepreneurs, by definition, define success differently than um, entrepreneurs that don't necessarily have a social mission. And I feel like you're giving them... A, a language and a representation of what that success looks like, which I think is something that the sector has missed. Like you said in the beginning, we assume and we think we can see the impact, mm-hmm. but being able to put actual data behind it and tracking it and maybe even using it as a as a guardrail as you move forward is so incredibly powerful.
2: That's That's exactly it, you know, and on the investor side, I mean, they're getting so many different pitches. Um, and so it can be bewildering. I mean, you know, I have this responsibility to manage the, the investments of my LPs and gosh, you know, everybody tells me these amazing stories about how they're going to change the world. How do I know which one to believe, you know? Um, and so having that Yeah, common, that common language, the way for the entrepreneur to really convey in hard numbers and hard dollars, um, you know, exactly how they think they can, you know, create impact in the world and provide data points that meet investors where they are, which is to say, for every dollar of capital you invest, I can multiply it by X in impact creation, in this category and why an impact creation in this category and really sort of have um, you know the data to to help an investor do their job effectively i think um, i think right now there are a lot of kind of
1: missing pieces and we try to bring them all together more power to you. I think we need more Catherines in every social (laughs) enterprise around the world to help do that work and translate that language. Clearly a huge topic Mm -hmm. that I feel like we could talk about for hours, and hopefully we will at some point. What I wanted to either approaches or metrics that you would recommend for any social entrepreneurs to start tracking as early as they can, if they're not ready yet to do the full thing, but they want to be mindful of their impact, do you have a go-to piece of advice for them? Absolutely.
2: Um, So the first place to start is really to get clear on what your metrics are. Um, And sometimes this is straightforward and sometimes it's not, Um, but that is absolutely the first step here, you know. Are we talking about tons of carbon abated from the atmosphere, which is a very straightforward one. Um, are we talking about, you know, inmates prevented from, you know, th- reduced three-year reincarceration rate? Or, um, you know, are you thinking about individuals from certain populations that are able to graduate from university who wouldn't have otherwise? I mean, really getting clear on what happens in the world now that wouldn't happen before. That is absolutely critical. And there are some resources to help you do that. So Iris Plus has just released a core um, metric set. So folks can go there and sort of scroll through it. It is all encompassing and very granular. You know, you can reach out to your board or other, you know, partners in your network and sort of hash it out that way, you can reach out to me, I'm always happy to help, but really sort of putting all of your expectations down about the measurable expressions of your impact. Um, You know, I hear so many founders talk about, you know, I want to build community or a sense of belonging or, you know, improve education, right, but What does that actually mean? What happens now because of your thing? And so that's the first step. And then from there, the very next step that we work with entrepreneurs to do is think through impact at a unit level. Um, And so figuring out what that unit is, whether it's a person, like a user or a product sold or a farm or a school or a prison, um, what is your unit of growth and think through your impact on that unit level. That's a really great way to start small and sort of break it down into sort of a more manageable chunk if you will. And then once you have that unit level impact understanding, you're able to then, you know, extrapolate backwards or forwards based off of the number of units that, you know, you sold or you expect to sell. So that's where I would, I would start. Um, The other, you know, general piece, I would say is if you haven't already take a look at the SDGs, Um, lots of investors, are also starting there um, and thinking through, you know, which SDGs they want to be trying to promote through their investments. And so figuring out how your innovation plugs into the goals and the targets and the indicators
1: uh, is also a good first step. Fascinating. Where can entrepreneurs, investors, anyone who's interested, learn more about you, the company you work for, and the work you're doing?
2: Sure, so uh, just go to socialimpactprojection.org. You can also find me on, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, would love to connect and share more um you know our goal here is really to share this approach that we've built with as many people far and wide, you know, regardless of means or stage of development, you know whether they decide to work with us or do it on their own. We just really believe in the value of this work to the to the growth and maturity and credibility and recognition of the impact space. It's just so important. And so many people feel like it's hard and overwhelming. And so we're here to break it down a little bit and hope everyone reaches out.
1: That is so fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your insights about this. This has been really wonderful.
2: Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, Thank you for your time.